today we have attorney Josiana Balakrishnan. Can you just start about telling about yourself? Where do you work? Yeah, sure. So, um, so I'm, um, uh, you know, I'm an attorney who specializes in uh, corporate laws uh, uh, and uh, intellectual property laws. So I work with businesses in uh, trying to guide them and uh, advise them on various issues and transactions that they're doing um, in term, you know, uh, in running their businesses, including, you know, mergers and acquisitions, joint ventures, and um, uh, equity and debt financing. So I'm a partner at um, Jaffe Rate, your advice, which is a US law firm. Um, but I, you know, I graduated, um, I did my LLB, BLLB from uh, National Law School, Bangalore, and then I worked for three years in India at Anandananand. And then I did my LLM at Columbia Law School with a focus on business laws. My first question for you is, uh, what made you want to be me? Yeah, um, sure. So, you know, from, uh, you know, from since since I was young, um, I grew up in a family which was, you know, surrounded by books all the time. And, you know, my uh, uh, parents and grandparents, um, we when we you know sat around the table, we not just discussed, you know, oh, you know, what happened in school, but also, uh, you know, everything going on in the world. So it be it like, you know, politics economics, you know, social issues, it was, you know, everything was discussed and debated. And, you know, that's sort of the atmosphere I grew in, which I really enjoyed a lot. And as I grew, and, you know, I was, uh, you know, in school, uh, some of the things that I enjoyed doing were uh, writing, I really, I, I felt like, you know, that was a very great way to express myself. And uh, um, so I, you know, really uh, did well in a number of essay competitions, it was encouraged by my teachers too. And the other thing I really enjoyed was, you know, I was a, a quizzer in school. So really enjoyed staying abreast of all current affairs and uh, was, you know, being knowing what's happening in society and things. So, so as I grew up, and, you know, of course, when you reach 11, 12 years, you need to start thinking what you need to do. So um, as it happened, uh, we visited Bangalore around that time. And my dad said, you know, why, I, there is this institute there. Why don't we go visit it? So um, we toured uh, National Law School. I just love the place. And I like the idea that you're not just going to study law, but also you're going to you have to study, you know, uh, economics social, uh, you know, political science, sociology. So all of those things are so important to understand society and become a lawyer. So um, so I just, you know, sat for the entrance exam, got in, and uh, and I think no looking back. So that's sort of uh, my journey of, about how I decided to become a lawyer. Great. Next um, question is, does one need to take any prerequisites before applying to law school? Uh, um, so I'm not sure, you know, what classes you have available, but I think what helps uh, is to, like I said, you know, be aware of what's going on. And of course, when you look at, you know, there are so many legal issues that you see in your everyday lives, right? So, and in newspapers, for instance, you know, you look at uh, different things going on uh, and almost everything has a legal issue and a uh, lot of important legal cases, which are receiving a lot of coverage try to understand, you know, what the issues are, try to understand, you know, different sides of the issue, because I think a lot of times we read something, you know, this is what it is, and this is what we think. But I think if, as a lawyer, you really need to put some distance between yourself and the issue and see, you know, 
what's the other side thinking about it? Because that's, I think a common man is just gonna look at one side and just go with it. But it's really important to develop your critical sort of thinking skills and challenging yourself and saying, okay, this is what I think or what I feel, but let me see what the other side uh, is saying and try to understand it more deeply. So that really helps. And of course, you know, uh, taking up every sort of speaking opportunity, writing opportunity, because I think uh, being a lawyer means you have to really con uh, express yourself, convey your opinion to the other side and come whether it's a judge or a client. So that's what, you know, really uh, helps. So I think those, uh, trying to develop those skills and also your critical thinking skills really helps. So many say that law school is highly exhausting. Did you have a similar experience? So I think um, when I look back the first year when I joined, so I did a five five year program. I know some programs are three years. The first year is very, I, I thought it was very overwhelming the first few months, especially because, you know, of course, a lot of times you're away from home. It's a completely different atmosphere than school because you know school you have a certain syllabus uh, it's covered and then you have exams and you know at least when I was in school it was all about but uh, in law school it's a completely different sort of um, uh, system so you have um, uh, you know projects that you have to there are a lot of deadlines on the one hand which I think is not as much in school uh, on the other hand, there are also a lot of different activities. You know, there is mood code, there is uh, journal review, law journal review boards, there is legal aid. So I think it's about seeing, you know, and I think it's important to try out everything, but, you know, you only have so much time. First year becomes like really exhausting, but then by second year, I think you try, uh, you start uh, finding your footing in terms of what you like, what you want to do. So then maybe you can focus on mood court or uh, uh, the journal review board. I, I've, uh, for me, writing was very uh, exciting. And, you know, uh, so I did legal aid, which is, you know, uh, helping uh, sort of the poorer sections of society. We had a, uh, you know, a committee on that. We used to do that as well as the editorial board. So I was on the editorial board for uh, two journals as well. So I tried, decided, you know, that this is what I like. So that's what I'm going to focus on. So after the first year, it becomes a lot more fun, you know, because then, you know, you kind of know, okay, this is how the system works. This is how I'm going to do it. So uh, I think the important thing is to just stick on that first year and keep going because it can be very sort of, uh, um, this, sometimes, you know, you, you face disappointments, it can be overwhelming, but uh, just to know that, you know, it's going to get better and you're going to start enjoying this. So one thing that comes to mind when many people think about law school is the debt, uh, especially if you study abroad. Did you have to do that too? So for me, yeah, if you do your undergrad, you know, if you're going to do like a JD, so here it's called, of course, LLB there, it's called the JD, which is a four-year program. It is very, very expensive. Um, so, uh, you know, especially the top tier law schools. Uh, so, and especially I know with the exchange rate now, you know, there is um, that, that additional factor to consider as well. Uh, but then I think there are a lot of scholarships. So if you get, you know, financial aid and scholarships, then uh, it makes sense at the JD level. But uh, otherwise, you know, I think um, uh, there are a lot of really good law schools in India for your LLB. But if funds are not a concern and, you you know, you get the admission in uh, a law school you like, then you could go abroad. But otherwise, you know, I think an Indian law school also equips you to sort of uh, go out there into the world and, you know, practice alongside anyone else. So, um, so I would say, uh, you know, I think 
if funds are a concern, LLB in India, uh, followed by some work experience, uh, makes a lot of sense. That's what I did. That's the path I followed. Uh, and then uh, it's definitely very, um, uh, you know, it's amazing to go out there and also get some exposure uh, abroad. So, uh, you know, an LLM either in, um, in the United States or the UK, or, you know, I know some other some people have also done it in, you know, Germany and things. So, uh, so it, that really sort of gives you another perspective uh, as well. So I think that's helpful. Um, and uh, what else? So, and then I know, I know a lot of people who also come back to India after that, uh, you know, got uh, their career prospects are, you know, increased as well. So uh, I think that that sort of makes uh, more sense if funds are a concern. So is law school competitive? I'm sure it is, but how is the environment like? So I did it, you know, a few, uh, you know, uh, 10, 15 years back. So, uh, but even then it is competitive, but I think it's important to have that sort of inner confidence and to know that, you know, you are worth it and, you know, you have your own unique skills because you're going to, when you get into law school, uh, there are, you know, I think school is a different environment, you know, everyone's there, but when you get into law school and all of those people have, uh, you know, got through the entrance exam and got in there. They're all extremely, you know, they're all driven, uh, definitely smart, of course, but very driven, very ambitious. And the, the instinct is to start comparing and say, oh, my gosh, you know, this person is like this person. How about me? But uh, I think it's very important to know that, you know, you're, you have a very unique set of skills, each person. And um, and so to develop that inner confidence and just enjoy, you know, the whole uh, law school environment and develop friendships which will you know really last a lifetime so it is very competitive but um, you know at the end of the day it's not just about the grades you know grades are important in law school but it's not just about that it's about experiencing all the different activities developing friendships and just having that inner confidence to realize that you know you have there are so many opportunities outside of law school once you graduate that you're going to find your path do you think it's important to have a mentor um, yeah definitely I think uh, it really helps because um, you know, when you graduate from law school and whether, you know, whether you um, join a law firm or you start practicing with a lawyer or you join a company, uh, anywhere you go, it's a very, um, uh, you know, you need someone to sort of guide you through because it can be a very difficult sort of process to understand, you know, how does this place work? You know, how does this law firm work? It's a, you know, because one aspect of it is knowing the law and, you know, doing your work. The other aspect is to just understand the office dynamics and uh, uh, the business of law, because uh, I think law is, um, you know, in a law firm or, or in a, you know, a company or wherever you are, uh, you are working in a business setting where they're trying to generate money and, you know, <laughs> so you need to try to understand that process as well. So it really helps to have a mentor because initially, uh, just like I said, the first year of law school can be very overwhelming. The first year after when you join work is also very overwhelming because by the end of law school, you know it all in law school, but then you join the workplace and, you know, it's, it's also new because you have to apply it in the in a practical context. So you really need someone to guide you through that process. Um, both men and women needed, but uh, I think to the extent, you know, you're working in um, courts, there are fewer women, so it really helps to have a woman you can look up to who's been there, done that, and who, who can really, you know, sort of share experiences and guide you through it. So I, I think it's really important. 
Yeah. Uh, for up to that, did you have a mentor? Do you have a mentor? Yeah, I, I think at every stage, every stage I've had mentors. So, um, and, you know, when I first joined um, a law firm in New Delhi, it's uh, Anand and Anand, it's a pretty reputed, you know, IP law firm. So I was just, you know, uh, dying to start work and very, um, uh, very competitive, very, you know, really wanted to make my mark. Uh, uh, but so, you know, I had my, um, you know, the managing partner there, I got to work with him, but he was a very hard taskmaster. So, you know, I would work really hard on something and, you know, turn the, you know, turn the brief over to him and he'd like mark it up like crazy, you know, with comments and changes and edits and, and then I'd get it back. I remember the first time I got it back, I was like so sad because I was like, oh my gosh, I, I thought I'd messed up and, you know, missed so many points, but then somebody told me, you know, this is, this is him, uh, you know, he has so much experience, he's adding to what, you know, uh, you're saying. So I worked really hard on those comments and turned it to him and he was really happy with it. But I think to realize that um, uh, the people who really, you know, uh, give you hard comments and uh, make you push you further are the ones who really make a big, big difference. Because now when I look back, every time I write something, uh, I look back to, you know, the way he thinks and, you know, how to edit it and how to not go on and on. Because I think as lawyers, sometimes we uh, overexpress ourselves. I think it's very important to condense whatever we are doing, edit it, have some clarity of thought into it. So uh, he's one because he really taught me how to think as a lawyer, you know. So and then uh, uh, in the same place, uh, one of my senior female attorneys, you know, she was also a fantastic, you know, person. And. Uh, we were practicing in the Delhi High Court. And so just to kind of guide through and see, you know, how how to, you know, uh, present yourself to judges, how to uh, sort of handle the caseload and clients, uh, she really helped me too. So, uh, and then moving on, same with, you know, when I joined my, the U US law firm I'm working in, you know, there are two or three, you know, one uh, male partner and a female attorney, both of them were very, very instrumental. They, you know, in terms, terms of encouraging me and trying to, you know, uh, making sure that I progressed in my, you know, legal career. So I think it's really important at the same time, uh, while you, it's so important to have mentors, I think you should also, uh, what was important for me to realize is that each one has their unique journey. So whatever they're telling you is from their perspective, but you need to sort of apply it to your own, you know, how it works for your, uh, your own circumstance. So um, can you describe a typical day in your life just so we have a clear idea of your field of work. Oh, sure. So in my law firm, so I would typically reach, um, you know, actually starts even earlier. So as soon as I get up, you know, I would uh, uh, check my initial SOS messages because a lot of times uh, I'm working with clients uh, in other countries. So I have like clients in India as well, as well as in Europe and, you know, other lawyers. So uh, all of them, when you are in the US, all of them are working, would have worked in the night and sent messages. <laughs> so just trying to, you know, uh, get a grip on what's going on. And uh, I think, you know, it's there. Uh, I, I really, I think in India too, people are um, very quick at responses. In US, it's like the response time, expected response time is really, um, you know, it's a very fast-paced work environment. I think that's the same in India too. Even if you're not giving a substantive response, people expect you to respond back and say, you know, I got it and I'm going to get back to you. So, uh, so I do that and then, you know, uh, get to get to work around um, 8.30 or so. And then I think my first uh, order of business is just to 
uh, make sure I have my uh, agenda for that day really, you know, specified because uh, there are so many <laughs> items and then highlighting what's priority, what's not. Uh, and then uh, just connecting with uh, some associates that I work closely with on the status of, you know, uh, deals, because especially with M&A deals and equity financing, each one has a different uh, sort of uh, journey. So and a pace. So uh, and I work, uh, you know, with at least a few different associates and paralegals on each deal. And then, you know, meetings and uh, conference calls uh, uh, for the remainder part of the day, negotiating transactions and meeting new clients. I'll make sure to keep at least an hour uh, aside for you know, catching up on new developments and making sure I know what's going on as well as some business development, because as a lawyer, you know, it's also very important to, um, you know, keep your online presence and keep abreast of what's going on and uh, reach out to new clients and things as well. So, uh, so yeah, a lot of different components, calls, meetings, uh, as well as, uh, you know, uh, uh, substantive work as well. Yeah, so a follow-up on that. So does your job require you to be quite versatile? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's sort of constantly changing all the time, especially now with so many developments. There is, uh, you know, fintech, there is... Um, a uh, lot of lot of the businesses with one of my biggest clients is an ad tech company which is uh, doing a lot of new things so with clients each one is in a different business and uh, you know uh, one is an insure tech another in ad tech uh, another of my clients who I work with closely is in uh, you know uh, pharmaceuticals so it's like when you're representing them of course I'm only representing them on legal issues but I really need to understand their business as well so in that sense I really need to sort of know what's going on uh, make sure I um, understand from the business folks about what their concerns are and also be aware of the happenings in the industry so we, you know I can identify risks that they are going to face so uh, so absolutely I think you need to be really versatile and also um, you know like in India in the US especially more so uh, there are a lot of um, you know based on the economic uh, conditions uh, you know, there are effects on the legal industry as well. So if the economy is doing really well, there are a lot of M&A transactions and people raising money and so, so forth. But uh, if there is a recession, there are other sort of issues that come up where, you know, people may be filing bankruptcy, they may want to, uh, you know, restructure their debt. So I think you need to be constantly aware of what's going on with clients and businesses and adapt to that. On average, how many hours per work because there's a lot of hype that uh, for lawyers work life balance is quite uh, it, it fluctuates a lot yeah that's right <laughs> so you might have heard in law firms especially there is a billable target so meaning um, that you know you um, so if you're you know working usually it's like eight hours is a work day technically although it's usually longer uh, then you'll have like at least if you're a partner, you'll have like a um, six and a half hour um, at a day you need to bill to clients, which is like, you know, which gets money to the law firm. Right. And for associates, it's uh, more than that. Uh, and, you know, it, and it really varies, but that's sort of on average. Uh, but that's just the billable work. Besides that, you know, you are trying to develop business and then you are trying to keep, you know, doing research on your own and keeping abreast of uh, what's going on. 
and then you're meeting people and you know uh, doing that so i would say um there is a lot of fluctuation though so if there is there are times when you are really involved in multiple transactions and gets really crazy and there are other times when you know there are a few things going on but not as bad so um you know sometimes if it gets really crazy it's like more than 100 hours a week or so and then on average though around um you know i would say around 50 60 hours a week on average that's what i try to make because otherwise you know you just lose you're not efficient anymore because you need time for family you need to you know have other interests otherwise you're not you don't end up being a good lawyer as well thank you for this uh, so lastly what one piece of advice you'd like to give all aspiring attorneys there are a few things to remember i think one is of course like i said you know try to develop skills to express yourself really more clearly i think the new generation is really good at it you know like you're you know you speak really well you write really well and try to keep improving those skills because i think one thing is what comes naturally to you but also to uh, even learn it learn some of those skills uh, as well also helps sharpen that uh, and then being aware of you know uh, what's going on i think what we realize is you know a lot of the times uh, the way law school teaches us uh, you know for instance like constitutional law and so forth uh, is a very western perspective because you know that's that's how it's been so trying to bring the indian perspective to each of you know for instance environmental issues and uh, constitutional issues is really uh, i think it's the need of the hour so trying to develop that and also i think in the longer term when you join um, when you finish law school and you know start practicing to also remember that it's really important to not just keep working but also develop your brand because um by writing by uh, speaking by uh, you know being involved with community organizations and so forth that's that's also really important because at the end of the day you know uh, people need to know you as a lawyer and what you stand for so i think yeah those would be the things i would say talk, uh, say is uh, i would advise people on Thank you thank you so much for taking out time for this